I'm doing just excellent, and how are you doing? Oh, just dandy. I, was l- I get to work inside. I wasn't, you said, I was, no one else got to hear. You were stuck last week, huh? I'm glad you made it safe. Yeah, in the Bakken up here, we've gotten several times where like snow, sleet, ice, if you will. It's more of like a rain, icy pre-layer that comes, and then the snow comes afterwards, and I'll tell you, for the first time in 10 years, this has happened every now and then when we get this first layer of ice, then a kind of a fresh powdery layer, and then that gets packed in there, but it's still kind of that fresh powdery layer, even though it's packed, and you can actually get stuck on a relatively flat surface. It's just your wheels spin, and it just, you can't get any traction, and so you got to get pulled out or pushed out or figure something out, and that was kind of it was a combination of that and uh, a woman texting and driving at the same time. And so, yeah, sometimes they don't look what they're doing. And they just kind of, you know, take yeah. up the whole road. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, well, I'm glad, I'm glad you made it safe anyway. I'm glad there's no injuries and you're, you're all safe and able to talk with us this week because we missed you last Everything's week. doing fine except for in, if you're in California. So, uh, transitioning over to... Some of the crude life topics, some of the crude life interviews, and those types of things that are not only available at the crudelife.com, but are happening in the oil and gas industry and the energy industry. Uh, of course, you know we've been talking about this since you've now you know taken over from your uh, a former protégés that uh, uh, the the rise of environmentalism and how they've been using children, and how uh, I'm not a fan of that. And, and it's just really shifted the conversation almost more of a public health debate as opposed to an energy debate. Uh, are you familiar with this? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan either. I think it's—I I, I would agree with you. I think that it's wrong that there are scientists whose, you know, fact-based evidence is being— completely brushed under the the carpet, so to speak, because of an agenda that's being pushed by people who aren't even the face of what they're leading. They're having, like you said, a child do it, and that's that's wrong, because she's doing what she believes is is absolutely right, and she's trying to make positive change. So this is, you know, and and I've said this for a while, probably going back, well, ever since Time Magazine declared Greta Thunberg Time Person of the Year, I was very, very opinionated and very quick to say, okay, that just endorsed existential fear. That now made it cool. So now kids are going to try to out-cool each other, and they're going to try to out-existential fear, fear each other. And I think I might have even said this. I have to go back in the tapes and take a look. But I said there's going to be some parent who's going to want their child to be the next Aaron Brockovich except against oil and gas. So when we now flash forward to yesterday, this comes from the Sacramento Bee. Okay, Sacramento, California. I'm not familiar. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the area, but it's a, it's a more of an agricultural area, but it's the capital. It's the capital of California. And the headline from the Sacramento Bee is Teens 
drench themselves in fake oil in climate change protest at California Pension Fund. So I'm just going to continue here with the story a little bit, and then I'm going to pause and then comment on it. But that's the headline. Teens drench themselves in fake oil in climate change protest at California Pension Fund. I mean, that headline just, I mean, there's a lot there. The language in it is just the drench, you know, and climate change. And it's got the buzzwords and even some just some over the top. So anyway, now getting into the story here. So uh, bear, bear with me, folks. There, there's, we're we're, we're going to land here pretty quick. Dozens of young people staged a dramatic march from the Capitol to the headquarters of California's Teacher Pension Fund on Thursday, imploring Cal STRS to withdraw its investments from oil and gas companies. The children, some drenched in mock oil, participated in a die-in at Cal STRS headquarters in West Sacramento's where Sacramento where they said their generation would suffer from the effects of climate change we're one of we okay this is coming from Sophie Jacobs here we're the ones that are vulnerable Sophie Jacobs age 12 of Berkeley said okay so not only did the headline say teens but they're quoting a 12 year old i'm not going to get that nitpicky but that's really young 12 is not even a teenager. So, I would agree with that. So um, I'm not trying to get caught up on the language here, but I am actually pointing out that that is a significant difference to say teens versus adolescents. That is a significant difference. Now, I get a lot of 12-year-olds are mature enough to be 13. So yeah, I call my son you know, 14 when he's 13 and all this other stuff all the time. But... 12, that's really young. So you are a teacher's union and you're using a 12-year-old and their friends, drenching them in oil, putting stop fossil fuels, stop oil and gas uh, um, protest signs around their head and marching them around the state capitol. And that's okay. And the teachers are okay with that? That's what the energy industry is up against right now. That's incredible to me. That is absolutely incredible that we've gotten to the point to where we can just use kids like this. Wow. Yeah, I actually pulled the story up when you had said it, and the, the picture here looks like they are all in middle school. I'm not the, I'm not the greatest gauge of age. I'm going to be honest there, but they, it kind of looks like an entire group of middle school kids, and they're holding a sign that says, Big Oil Took Our Childhood. Yeah, I mean, it's, and you know, and the irony is that big oil gave them their childhood because without big oil, they wouldn't have any iPads. They wouldn't have the education system that they have. They wouldn't have the cars to drive them around and do the things that they can do. 96% of our, our products that we use every single day have some sort of fossil fuel in them, some sort of petroleum product in it. So I'm not a lobbyist for the oil and gas industry. I'm a realist on the planet Earth that says, if you are living on the planet Earth, in America especially, the energy industry, specifically oil and gas, has given you your lifestyle. I mean, to, to be as, I don't even know what the word is, just flippant? Is that, is that the right word? To be as flippant towards 
you know, the, the, you know, biting the hand that feeds you is absolutely remarkable to me. This story, by the way, continues. And I, I, I do want to just mention this and the rest is getting into numbers, but this sentence right here is just so telling. Okay. Their protest mark the latest effort by environmental advocacy groups to press California's public pension funds to divest from fossil fuel industries. So, According to the Sacramento Bee here, the teachers union might not even been involved with this. It's environmental advocacy groups that are using the teachers union to press California's public pension funds to divest from fossil fuels. So you might actually even the teachers union, they might not even care. They might not even want anything to do with this. But. There might be one or two people that maybe do and tipped off the environmental group to let them know, and then they're the ones that got the children involved. Anyway, my point is is that the environmental advocacy groups are the ones really behind this, and that's another part of this whole story that is now kind of what we're talking about on the crude life, which is when we talk about local control, we got to be careful now because... Another thing that we should have learned in Colorado is that special interest groups from out of state can come in and just get a couple local people and fund them really well, and then the local control takes over. So, uh, in Colorado, for example, you, you know, I mean, you've got you've got um, SB one eighty one. Not, I'm sorry, not SB one eighty one. Prop one twelve was the one that was voted down. So the people spoke and they said, no, we're cool with oil and gas. We're fine. And then the governor came in and, and made some changes. And now they got some environmentalist groups that are not from the state of Cal uh, Colorado that are funding small groups of people that are going before the city council and putting pressure on them with a public health debate, talking about, all the different all the different health ramifications and that's why we need to do the banning and, and everything else this one here is absolutely remarkable when you got 12 year olds drown, drenching themselves in oil that i mean every news media in the country wants that 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 soundbite and that video clip and everything else because it's just got it's just it's just it's great i mean for for sensationalism it's just fantastic in its, in, in its literal sense, you know, it's fantastic. Like, it's bigger than life. It's like what you see in pro wrestling or, or Nickelodeon. You say the wrong word on Nickelodeon, you get slimed. Right. So, anyway, it's, um, it's quite remarkable the way that they're doing it. And it's, um, we don't even know yet. They don't even have uh, models that can predict the climate in a month, a year to 10 years. So I, I still, I go back to, I don't understand the rush in the crash course and, and just the, wh wh why we got to get it gun, d done tomorrow. And um, anyway, so I, again, I, I kind of went off again today. How are you doing? <laughs> no, no that, no, that was good. I, I agree. I, I will, I, w I would like to add that I think that it is awfully strange that educated individuals, like you said, would be utilizing the faces of children to push this agenda, especially when I've actually been seeing a lot of different stories, articles, and documentation 
that says the exact opposite of everything that they are, they are trying to say. Um, I actually, I even found an article on Forbes list that debunks a lot of the myths that these alarmists are trying to spread. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I have a tendency to trust Forbes. I, I haven't found much of anything. Well, know, I, the, the one thing that a lot of journalists do is they, they tend to use facts and uh, sources to back up what they're talking about. Uh, what a lot of p- activists do is they use uh, emotion. And in the environment, it's very easy to walk outside and feel connected to the environment. Everybody has a great memory at the lake or at some something like that, you know, going outside. and So it's very easy to get connected to the earth and and that's that's dangerous you know that's that's that that's a dangerous thing because it can layer very quickly and we're seeing it happen like i said there's going to be some parent who's gonna think their child is the next aaron brockovich i mean because greta as soon as time magazine put greta thunberg as time person of the year that made all this stuff cool they made it all cool so now you 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 put that you layer in YouTube and Instagram and all the and the parents take can you imagine these kids going out and drenching themselves with oil and afterwards they're going out for pizza just like what like after a uh, you know your your basketball game or your baseball game that's what's going on here this is a fun event for these people and Greta Thunberg made it cool she made it cool to be to have that amount of existential fear to actually, I mean, I, do you really think that these people believe the planet's going to go away in 10 years? I mean, the adults, the adults I'm talking about. I, I, I honestly wouldn't put it past anyone to believe much of anything anymore. I just, there's been so many different, there's, there's just, there's a lot that I question. Well, to me, it, it would just, it, it, it's absolutely remarkable to me that they would, that, that, that they would because the fact that they would drive a car then and use health care and, you know, heat their house above 65 degrees or something like that, you know, just, the, you know, it's it, it goes back to until the aggressive, extreme pushers of this cult of environmentalism start living like Ed Bagley Jr. and driving around in a garbage-powered car, I ain't listening to a word they're saying. So it's, um, they're, they, they, they can't even walk their own walk. You know, like I've said before, cell phones are the biggest polluter on the planet. And, there ain't, oh, yeah. and they would rather give up oil and gas than give up their cell phone. And they have absolutely no idea that without oil and gas, they don't have a cell phone. Yeah, no, and I've got thoughts about the cell phone stuff going on, too, with the 5G networking that we're pushing for and how unhealthy and unsafe that is. But that's, that's a whole nother topic. Well, and, and that's, that's not even the pollution I'm talking about. I mean, the pollution that I'm talking about is just the flat-out... Um, well, the, the mining of it, and then you've got the transportation, the manufacturing, and then you've got the actual data centers and the iClouds and, and the air conditioning to cool the data centers. So it's, a, it's really it's a three-pronged uh, polluter. But then when you add in the electromagnetism and, and some of those uh, noise and, and frequency pollutions that are invisible, then it takes on a whole different, d- different argument as well in terms of 
layering in the, really the, the value of the pollution that's involved with a cell phone. But the average person's not going to care about it. I mean, you know, for me, like my, my social media on my personal page, uh, I've only, whoosh, I think I've only done four or five posts in the last six months. I just, I, I don't do much on my social. I'm about, I, I take the summer off. I go on a social media hiatus and uh, I, I think it's very healthy. In fact, I think anybody that struggles with any sort of self-esteem issues or has any sort of just, I, I'd even say light mental health in, in today's day and age, it doesn't take much, you know, to, to qualify for that. Um, shouldn't even be on social media, to be honest. There's, there, I, I have not seen one study yet that really brings home the value of the positives that social media can bring. Um, so that's just, uh, there's your public service announcement for the day. Boy, we're all over the board, aren't we? But we're into mental health now. Well, I mean, it, it, all, it all relates back. It was, it was a good transition. I hear you. I, I agree. No, I agree. There's a lot more than uh, pollution that meets the eye. There's the, also the type that you can't see. I mean, uh, we can talk about wind turbines and the noise pollution behind that. And, you know, not now, not today. We won't get into it. But just to give you a preview of other types of pollution that's out there, there's light pollution as well. But noise pollution by the wind turbines is awful, and you can't hear it. it the the frequency is too low, like a dog with a high uh, a dog whistle is so high humans can't hear it. Wind turbines are so low humans can't hear it, but it's still there. And there, yeah, oh yeah, and there's new science coming out all the time on that. And generally, it's not favorable. No, no, actually, uh, the the wind turbines they it kills. I mean, aside from even just the noise pollution and the uh, how well, I I personally don't feel like it's financially viable to be to be honest with you. But on top of that, it 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 actually kills different animals, like uh, nearly a million bats every year, five hundred thousand birds killed every year. Yeah, you're gonna. Now you're 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 gonna get me into overtime here because no, yeah we probably better yeah we probably I, better right it up. we're running over so folks the the, the reality uh, it's gonna be a minute and that's it because I'm gonna stick up for my bats because bat lives matter okay and that's bat lives matter and that's actually true there's an actual economic value to bats because they are uh, they keep insect populations under control. And they also help pollinate. Now, birds, the government doesn't care about birds. You can go kill as many birds as you want with a wind turbine, as many bald eagles as you want, as many golden eagles as you want, and the government doesn't care. Bats, different story because the farmers care. So there is a value to bats, but I'm with you. Bats and birds, and in fact, in Germany, where they tried to go renewable, they found the insect populations were down 70% in the areas where wind turbines were. So bats matter, bald eagles matter, birds matter, and bees matter. And you know what? The wind turbines, you can go take a fly and beep, okay? I'm tell okay, see what you did to me today? I had to beat myself. Oh man. Well, all riled up. we're talking of yeah, well, you know what? We're talking about vibrations and I don't get much good vibrations from wind turbines. I've said it once and I've said it a hundred times. The farmers from 150 years ago, were more advanced with wind energy than we are today. They figured out how to get water, and they figured out how to power a barn just from a wind turbine on a windmill, and that was all they needed. And today, 
They don't even know how to get rid of those wind turbines. They don't even have reclamation programs in place yet. So now I'm reading that um, the disposal of the, of the turbines, they don't even know how to do that now because of, of how they're manufactured. So um, see what you did to me in my yeah, way? Yeah, I, I know I did too. We ran way over, and that's definitely my fault this week. But I guess maybe, maybe this just makes up for not getting to talk to you last week. Well, that's what happens, you know. I mean, it's you guys miss me so much, and 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 uh, all of a sudden, so. But we do have a daily podcast, uh, thecrudelife.com, and then of course we got the weekend review, which you're going to hear this weekend on on these radio stations. Fantastic programs in store for you. But thecrudelife.com for exclusive interviews and other oil and gas information, including some pipeline uh, sniffing dogs, some dogs that go out and they find uh, pipelines, and they're actually stationed in Gillette, Wyoming. So great story on that at thecrudelife.com. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jason. I'm glad we got to talk to you this week. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, indeed. Have a great weekend.